So students, I really want you guys to lean in today because we have a man who's filled with wisdom, leadership, and he's just filled with faith. And there's nobody better to speak tonight than Pastor Eric Montoya. Move, can you please stand up at this moment? And we're gonna put our hands together. And for the very first time, I want you to invite Pastor Eric Montoya to the stage. Hey, thank you guys so much for the kind welcome. Um, it is an honor to be here. So 10 years ago, um, in July, June of, of, actually been July of 2010, it was our last Wednesday as student pastors here in Bernalillo. And before that, we'd been here for 11 years, working with Pastor Christian and an amazing team here. And uh, so for 11 years, we were part of the team here at First Assembly. And uh, you guys have a special place in our heart. Uh, let me first of all say, Pastor Kyle, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here and to speak. Uh, you guys have an incredible youth pastor. Here's how I know incredible people is they, they look for other leaders to ask a lot of questions of because they wanna grow. And so you, don't, you might not always see it because you're always with him, um, but he's growing, he's, he's learning from others. And uh, that, that should give you a lot of uh, strength and encouragement knowing that he's, he's somebody that can be a good model for you, role model for you, an example for you, him and his wife. Um, and so you guys should be honored that, that you guys have a youth pastor in Kyle, all right? And then, yeah, come on, give it up. Woo. <laughs> and then Pastor Christian's in the house today. How about this guy? This guy is awesome. So let me tell you a little about Pastor Christian, all right? Uh, Pastor Christian has a, a very, very special place in my life. Um, he's one of those people, well, maybe not for you, but for me, uh, in, in life when you go through something really difficult and um, you don't know if you want to keep going, um, he doesn't know this, but he's helped me in many, many times throughout the years. He was one of those guys that encouraged me to say, keep going. You got this, Eric. Don't give up. Don't stop. Don't change your mind about what you're doing. Just keep going. And so uh, Pastor Christian has been that for me. I met Pastor Christian years ago, and I went down and lived with him and, and Pastor Katie when they were missionaries in Paraguay. And so 1998 was when I graduated from high school. And that's that summer after I, I left home, went to live with them in South America for almost a year and served with them and helped them start. He started churches. He would, go, he would go and just start a Bible study in some random village. And then they would start a church from that. And so that was the first time I ever experienced church planning, which is pretty awesome. And then we, had, we built a, like a church like from scratch, like put a tent and then we started making these blocks and then we built these blocks. And the church there in Berlin that he started, it's going like amazing. They have this student ministry. They show pictures on Facebook. I go watch it sometimes. I'm like, that is awesome. Like there are students down there on fire for God. It's just really cool. And so your pastor, uh, Pastor Christian, uh, he's an amazing pastor. And so uh, you should be honored. You have some great voices in your life, Pastor Kyle, Pastor Christian, uh, to be able to speak and encourage you. Uh, Emily, and, and uh, just, you need to thank God for that. And I don't know if you ever, ever, ever paused long enough to say, God, you put some great people in my life. Uh, if you don't know that, I'm telling you guys, you have some great people in your life. And so lean in when they speak, all right? Lean in when, when they're sharing, because it's quite possible that the thing that you need in your life, God's gonna use them to speak that thing. How I know that is because God did the same thing for me. And it's different points in my life when I was in student ministry, there was leaders that spoke into my life that encouraged me and helped me uh, to, to begin to set, set a path for my life, all right? So here, I'm gonna talk today about finishing strong. And I wanna tell you a story before I do. All right, so every, every story that I have in my life, looking back, um, every really, really good thing that I did in life, it's attached to somebody who helped me make that decision to do that good thing. And every dumb thing I did in my life, every stupid thing that almost got me, you know, kicked out of school or arrested by the police, that only happened once, um, was with somebody else, right? And uh, it, you guys wanna hear that story? Yeah? So I have a friend 
who had a really fast car and he thought it'd be fun to try to outrun a police. And I'm in the passenger seat like, oh God, I'm gonna go to jail. I'm like, you should just pull over. He's like, no, no, we can outrun this guy. And so he goes into the neighborhood in Rio Rancho and he thinks he's outran the police. And we come around the corner and there's a Mr. Police Officer with a car turned sideways with his gun out. And I thought, we're dead, all right? And he pulled us out, they pat us down, all the police came and uh, I didn't get in prison, which is good, but I almost did. But it was with somebody who was really dumb at the time and um, was, I was with him. And because just the fact that I was with him, made it look really bad on myself, right? So every good thing's happened in my life, every bad thing, they're always attached to somebody, a who. And your life's gonna be no different. Every wise decision, everything you made, somebody's in your life's gonna help coach you on that journey to move forward. So let me tell you, let me tell you a couple stories, all right? Uh, there's a story of, of the Olympics 2004, Athens Olympics. <clears throat> there's a, a guy named, um, I just lost his name. His name is Matt Emmons. Matt Emmons was a rifle shooter. You've seen these guys, they shoot like the targets, you know, like really far away and they're incredible shooters, marksmen, right? And so he's, he already won a gold for one of the, one of the different categories and he's, he's about to win gold for the second uh, different, uh, it's a three position shoot, okay? So you have to shoot in three different positions. He was so far ahead, like this guy was so good that everybody that was in, in this field, they were all fighting for silver medal because they knew he was gonna win gold. That's how good he was. And so they did all of their rounds and he's on the last shot, okay? He's about to take his last shot and the commentator's like, they say all he has to do is hit the target. It doesn't have to be even bullseye. It could just be anywhere on the target and he wins. That's how far ahead he is, okay? So he gets up and he shoots and they're looking at the target and they think, huh, his gun must not fired. And he looks up and this is the picture that, that they, they took of him right after this moment. And he looks up like, uh, what just happened? Well, they call this thing cross-firing. When you aim at the wrong target and you don't shoot your target, but you shoot somebody else's target, Essentially, you get zero points. He was so far ahead that all he had to do is hit his target, but since he missed his target and somebody else's target, it, he went from first place to last place, just like that. Heartbreaking, right? You'd think like, man, this is horrible. Um, poor guy. Well, he missed it because he aimed at the wrong target. The goal he had in mind, the sights he has in mind, wasn't the right target, so it cost him a gold medal. Don't feel bad for the guy. He meets his wife that year. Like she comes and congratulates him. She's a fan of his and she's a shooter also. And the next couple, four years ago, they go back in and they win medals. And this guy's an incredible marksman, right? So he says it was really difficult, but he learned a lot about even that, that, whole, that whole situation. But here's, here's the point, all right? In life, we're all going in different directions, right? We're, we're, we're called to the specific direction that God wants us to walk on this path. God has a, a path for you to walk, okay? He has a direction, he has a target. The question is, are you aiming at his target or are you aiming at somebody else's target? In life, culture is gonna tell us over and over, that's not the best target to aim at. You should aim at this target. But like Matt Emmons, if you aim at that target, one day down the road, you're gonna look back and say, I was aiming at the wrong target. And you won't get first place. You won't get last place. You won't be on the board at all. That's just how the scripture talks about how we, we miss it. So um, January just happened, it's 2020. What happens in January? The, the new year starting, everybody sets out to make these goals. What are they called? Anybody know what those are called? New year's resolutions, right? Any of you guys make new year's resolutions? No? Okay. Somebody made some resolutions. So here, let me just show you some stats. Give me that next slide for me. Here's what I want you to know about, uh, oh, I'm sorry, go back. Let me read a scripture first and then I'll give you this, the stats. Um, Paul, the apostle Paul, he says this, all right? He says in 1 Corinthians 9, do you not know that in a race all runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to, for a crown or a medal that will not last, right? But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. So Paul's talking to Christians and he's saying, guys, in this 
faith journey. It's like a race. Run in such a way that you'll win the prize that God has for you. Therefore, do not, I do not run like a runner, someone running aimlessly. Like he's saying in my, in what I'm doing in my faith journey, I'm not just running in circles. I'm not just, you know, wasting my time. There's, there's a specific aim for my life. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it slave so that after I preach to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. So he's saying is in my life, he's saying I've made a decision to be self-disciplined, that here's the goal, here's the target, here's the path. I'm so committed to this. I'm gonna run the race God asked me to run. I'm gonna go forward with it. So 2020, New Year's resolutions, we'll get back to that. So the stats are this, all right? In our culture, they say 15 to 20% of the general population doesn't have any kind of goal or, or, or sets goals. So that means 80 to 85% of most people, they have no destination, no goals for their life. They're kind of just like walking, like he says aimlessly, right? Running aimlessly. Majority of our culture just kind of waits to see what's gonna to happen to them and then say, hmm, I think I'll try that. 15 to 20% actually have a destination or a goal or a target for their life. So New Year's resolutions, if you didn't raise your hand, you're with the majority of people because most people don't, they have ideas like maybe I should try to, you know, lose some weight, maybe I should exercise, maybe I should read like 100 books. Is that somebody's resolution? Yeah, mine either. So, you know, we have these goals, right? And we want to accomplish them. And some people set them, some people don't. It's like, it's just an idea. Um, but in life, this is what I know in life, we all want to succeed. We all want to do really good, right? In school and family and life, like we have these hopes and dreams to do well. And, and, and if, you, if you know what, anything about um, really hard goals is they're kind of uphill, right? When you have something that's, that you're wanting to go for, it takes work and effort. The problem is when we start the years off, most people, they, they have this kind of desire for the year, 2020, but their habits are like this. They don't do anything different in their life. They don't set goals. They don't ever work towards something. And so even though their hopes are this, their habits are this, which means they'll never get to their goal because they're not practicing what they're supposed to be practicing. That makes sense? So a very small percentage of our population actually has goals. Here's what's even more crazy about this stat, is only 3% of those people actually write them down. So if you have a New Year's resolution and you wrote it down, you're like 95% more likely to accomplish it just because of the fact that you wrote it down. You're serious enough now to put it in writing, right? That, that's a game changer. They did a study with college students. And they found that college students, when they're about to graduate, those that had goals written down, were way more likely, much more likely to actually accomplish their goals than all the graduates that didn't have, that have their goals written down. They still had goals, but they didn't write them down. Just writing it down. And then the 1% of those, they actually review their goals regularly. Do you know who are the people that speak to the most people in the world when people seek out leaders and, and teachers and, and doctors? They're the 1% people because they're reviewing their goals regularly, which means they're saying, here's the target for our life, here's the direction, here's the path I'm supposed to be on. And then they review and say, am I in the path still? Yes, I'm still in the path. And then the next day, they, the next week they review, am I still in the path? And the reason they're so successful is because they have this habit of constantly going back to their target, to their goals, right? So Matt Emmons, if he would have paused and had somebody say, hey, Matt, are you aiming at the right target? He probably would have said, you know, I'm not. Let me aim at the right target. He would have won the gold. Just having that, that review of, of making sure he's at the right target, right? In the middle of it all, who knows what was happening, what he was thinking. He thought it was his target. It wasn't. He missed it. And so in life, um, we need to learn to have destinations and goals. Because here's the thing, God, the way he designed us, he designed us to be able to, to live in such a way that we would make a difference in our lives. And the people that make a difference in their lives are the ones who have specific targets and, and a path that they're going for, they're striving for, all right? I'm gonna read some scriptures um, that, that are really, really important to, um, to my life, but also just this idea of, of walking down a path, all right? Um, God gave us probably 
So he gave us Jesus, which is an awesome gift, right? He died on the cross. He gave us the Holy Spirit, which is an amazing partnership and help and support in this journey. But he also gave us this really cool gift that's called the Bible. And the Bible is it's an amazing gift, right? I don't know if you know this. Um, for, for hundreds of years, there's been people trying to get rid of this thing, right? This, this book, because they think it's dangerous. They think, you know, they, that whatever, whatever reasons. In many countries, this is illegal. You can't even own one of these. Uh, you get, you get pr- in prison. Some places you'll die for it. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a book that was written uh, by uh, 66 different books, right? In, in this one book. So it's not a book. It's a book with a whole bunch of books in it or a whole bunch of letters in it, right? And so over the years, over 2,000 years, it was written by different authors all telling the same story. Not because these authors are really good, but because they were listening to the God who was telling them what to write. So in this book we have, it's a gift that God's given us that is so amazing. It has so, many, so much insight. So I like to read. In my office, I probably have, I don't know, maybe a couple thousand books, maybe. Um, and, and I've read not all of them, but a lot of them, most of them. And what's really amazing when I read the books and they have really good insight, I find it very interesting that what they talk about, it's already been written. A lot of times, in many cases, thousands of years ago. And I'm like, wow, that's like what they just discovered about the brain. God's been saying that about our brain in the Bible for years, thousands of years. Man, we should really pay attention to this book. So in this book, it's a gift. And if I, could, if I can help you with just with one thing, whenever you're wanting to accomplish something in life, if you'll make this a priority in your life, I guarantee it'll make a difference in your life. Um, one of the reasons that I, I believe that I'm still following Christ is because somewhere along the line, some, someone told me, make sure this is a priority in your life, that you, that you pay attention to what God's word. So if you could hear God speaking to you something today, you would wanna hear that, right? He does. It's called his, his, his word, the Bible. And when you read it, it's like God is speaking directly to you. Sometimes he uses leaders like Pastor Kyle, Pastor Christian, myself. Sometimes he uses just the pages on the book to say, hey, pay attention, I have something for you. So let me read some scriptures for you, all right? In Proverbs, it says this, Proverbs 17, 24, an intelligent person aims at wise action, but fools start off in many directions. So you get the picture there? A wise person has a, a target. He has a path, an aim for his life. But a fool kind of like, I don't know, maybe this way. What's cool? MTV says that. Let's go this way. Twitter says that. Let's go this way. Instagram says this. Let's go this way. So foolish person is just kind of going with the wind, right? Wherever it's kind of leading. This is majority of culture. If you don't know, they just kind of wait to see what's going to happen. Oh, that's a cool thing to wear. Let's wear that. And they just constantly change it. So he's saying a foolish person just goes off in many directions, but a wise person, intelligent person, they have a wise direction and aim for their life. A wise person. Hopefully you guys have a desire to be a wise person, which means then you need to start asking God, what is the aim for my life? What is the target? What is the path that you wanna lead me on? Uh, Says Proverbs 17, another um, scripture in Proverbs 4, 25 through 27, when it comes to the path of the target, it says, look straight ahead, right? God is leading us in a direction that's ahead in front of us. Fix our eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. So Proverbs is a book of wisdom. It's, it, in some cases, it's a father writing to his children or his son to help him to know about life, right? Other cases, it's just lessons they've learned and they're passing on to us. So it's like a really wise person give us insight. And so the Proverbs are telling us a wise person's like this, a foolish person's like this, a wise person's like this, and there's always this contrast. It's pretty amazing. So in Proverbs, it's saying, look straight ahead, straight ahead. When God gives you that, he's saying, here's a target. Fix your eyes on that and don't let anything pull you to the side. Don't let anything take you off course or, or, or miss the mark. So tonight, one of the things I want to talk about is how to finish strong in life. Um, so in the beginning of the year, there's a few people that set goals. You know how many f- people finish their goals? 5%. So out of the people that set the goals, 
95% of them will stop somewhere between January and December. Most January, February is kind of when they, they kind of fall off because their, ha- their, their goals like this, but their habits that they're doing are like this. Like, I want to read more, but then they stay playing games all the time. Or they want, I want to learn more, but then they stay watching TV all the time, right? That's a down, downward habit. And so only 5% will actually accomplish their goals in life. And so the, the, the Proverbs is saying, if you want to accomplish something, you have to stay focused on the goal. You have to stay focused on the, on the target that God set for your life. What is it that he has for you when it comes to relationships, when it comes to school, um, when it comes to the people in, in your life to help you? And so finishing strong, it takes, it takes a few things. I think it takes more than three, but there's three things that I would really like to pass on to you today. And I only have time for two of them, all right? So if you're really interested in the third, we could talk later. But I'm gonna give you two. The first one we've talked about, all right? If you're gonna finish strong, it means you have to have a finish line. There has to be some kind of target or destination, right? Some kind of goal in your life. Paul says, run in such a way that you win the prize. He's talking about the, the faith journey of following Christ, right? So he's saying, there's a way that God is leading it to us, leading us to. Make sure you stay on that path. Make sure you have the target in mind. Make sure there's a goal that you're running for so that you don't get off, off track, right? You keep going and going. So look straight ahead. Uh, there's a story, my favorite story that I've ever heard when it comes to understanding purpose and understanding direction of life and why you're doing things, all right? So there's a, a nine-year-old. Her name is Alina. Um, when she was nine, she was starting her fourth season of swimming, so she was tall, she was lean, built like a swimmer, all right? And so Alina, uh, she'd been on the swim team for four seasons, which means that's four years, right? They're going through the different swim seasons. And uh, she, the only problem was Alina was built like a swimmer. She was really good at swimming. She lost every single race she ever got into. So her mom was thinking, Allison, her mom was thinking, all right, I've, I've signed up Alina in the wrong sport. We're gonna give it one more try. And so right before the meet, she goes to her, to her daughter and she says, all right, Allison, well, today, what I want you to do is I want you to go out there and I want you to win this race. And you know what she said? Well, this is what she said. Her mom says, go out and win this race. And she says, it's a race? I thought we're here to meet people. Because what are, what are swim races called? Meets. Swim meets. So when she was six, year old, six years old and the team said, hey, we're going to a swim meet, she's thinking, cool, I get to meet all these other swimmers. She was the friendliest swimmer in the whole bunch of people. She'd walk around from team to team welcoming and saying, hey, nice to see you. I like your swimsuit. Those are awesome towel. Those flip-flops are awesome. She was meeting people. So the reason she lost every race is because she didn't know it was a race. She thought it was a meet, like a hangout time. Does that make sense? So funny story, she goes out and she wins that race. And then she wins the next race and the next race. She was so good. She was the only one in her team to actually advance to the next, next level of swimming. She was that good. The problem is he didn't know the purpose of why she was there. A wise person has understanding and direction in their life. A foolish person goes off in many directions. Four seasons, she was the foolish person. She was just kind of there meeting people, hanging out, didn't know why she was there. So all of a sudden, everything made more sense, right? Can you imagine now that you look around, the cheering crowd made more sense? You know, when she's meeting people, she's like, they're cheering for me. I'm such a good meeting person, right? Nice to meet you. Thank you, everybody. I'm a good meeter, right? I, I like people. The lanes made more sense, right? Um, everything that was going on, the ribbons that people won made more sense all of a sudden. She's like, oh, now I know why they're getting ribbons. That makes so much more sense. Everything she was doing all of a sudden began to make more sense. When she understood why, what she was supposed to be doing, her behavior changed and she began to run races because she knew she was in a race. Scripture is telling us, guys, as we follow Jesus, it's a, it's a faith journey that we're in a race. And he's saying, run in such a way that you win the prize. Don't get off track. Don't get sidetracked. Don't, don't miss the goal that God has for you. Can I tell you the goal has for you, that God has for you? It's an amazing goal. 
It's unique to you, a little different from the mind, but it's unique to you because there's a specific thing he wants you to accomplish in your life. And as you seek him, he'll lead you on that journey. He'll help you to accomplish those things. Um, all it took for, for, for Alina was to have that one conversation with somebody influential to say, hey, Alina, uh, you've been doing it wrong. Can I help you with that? In your life, it's quite possible that all it's gonna take is one conversation, one, one really some insight from somebody to help you understand what you're supposed to be doing. Maybe it's in school, maybe it's at home, maybe it's different relationships. And so first of all, you have to know that there's a goal, okay? That's the first most important thing if you're gonna finish strong. Because most people, they don't finish strong. See, people start a lot of things, very few people finish it. God doesn't call us to start something, he calls us to finish something. And I, my hope for you guys is that you would finish the race with strength, with integrity, that you, you would just keep going and going and going. But first of all, you have to understand there's a finish line and yet you're, you're working towards that. The second thing, which I think is probably the most important thing is this, the people in your life are gonna make the greatest difference for you if you're gonna succeed or if you're gonna fail. Um, Andy Stanley, a pastor in Atlanta, he says this, friends determine the quality and direction of your life. The friends you choose, the influences you choose, they determine the quality and the direction of your life. If you want a high quality life, you choose people that are gonna help you have a high quality life. The friend that almost got me arrested, that was not a high quality life, right? That was a very stressful, maybe dangerous life that I didn't wanna have. And so um, the people we have in our life are super important. Um, let me show you the, the, the negative when somebody doesn't know what they're doing, all right? Um, Proverbs 5, 6 says this, her ways are aimless and unstable, I'm sorry, uh, that, so that she does not think seriously about the path of life. Her ways are aimless and unstable. You cannot know where her path leads, Proverbs 5, 6. So this is talking about a woman um, who doesn't have a direction in her life. Um, in fact, she's causing a lot of other people to stumble because of that. And, and the, 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 wise guys, the wise man, he's trying to tell his son, stay away from this kind of person because she's gonna drag you down and she's gonna be a bad influence on your life. Um, 1 Corinthians 15, 33 says, do not be misled. So if you're on a path to the goal God has for you, there's a chance you could be misled away from that goal if you focus on the wrong person. Bad company, it corrupts good character. Don't ever be misled. Bad people, bad influence in your life will negatively impact you. Uh, Galatians 5, 7, Paul tells these Christians in Galatia, you were running a good race. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? So Paul was cheering these guys on, new Christians, people that were serving God. He says, you guys were doing so good. Who was it that got in your way? Which friend, which influencer is the one that caused you to stumble and mess up? Because he's pointing out something very, very important. If your people you choose in your life to be influences are gonna determine the quality and the direction of your life. Who you choose to listen to impacts you much more than you ever think it, it could, but it does. The reason that I'm doing what I'm doing is because I had people in my life that came alongside, like Pastor Chris and I talked about, and encouraged me to do something better with my life. Say, don't, don't lose focus, don't get off track. Keep going in the, in the right direction. Um, Proverbs 3, five through six, one of my favorite scriptures says this. If you trust in the Lord with all your heart and you don't depend on your understanding, if you seek his will in all you do, he will show you which path to take. That is so encouraging to me because there's times in my life I don't know what path to take. And the, the, the writer of Proverbs says, guys, if you will pay attention and seek God, he'll show you what path to take. He'll say, hey, Eric, you're off target. Hey, Eric, you're aiming at the wrong target right now. You're not gonna win the medal that way. Get back on the right target. Don't get off track. Don't miss what you're doing. So know, know the direction that you're wanting to go through your life. So in 2020, what, where do you wanna end? This, this school year, how do you wanna end? 
If you're not getting good grades, this would be the time to say, hey, let me write some goals down. Let me talk to my teachers about how I can get better. And then you begin to approach something a little differently. Because here's the thing you need to know about learning, about student ministry, about church, about school, is, is there's a good percentage um, that, that of responsibility that falls on us, the listeners, all right? When I go to church, a, a good part of, the, of what I'm gonna get out of that service is not how good the pastor, how good the speaker, how good the teacher is. A good chunk of it is what I believe is gonna take place in that service. When I go to school and classes and I believe I'm gonna learn something, I believe I'm gonna challenge. When I go to church and I believe God's gonna speak something to me, I'm more likely to go in with this mindset of saying, what do you wanna say to me today, God? When I open my Bible and I'm believing, expecting something good, I'm saying, God, you influence my life. You help me on this journey. I'm much more likely to take something with me. And see, God wants to use your life to make an impact. When we get on the right path and we begin to pull influencers in our life that help us, right? Pastor Kyle, Emily, these are great influences in your life. Pastor Christian, if you'll just begin to ask questions of them, I guarantee they'll give you insight into your life to help you have better relationships, to do better in school, to even think about the future. I brought one of our students from our church, um, Haziel, and we, we went down to call camp together. And the whole way we were driving, we were talking about life and he was asking questions. He's, he's a senior this year, so he's graduating. I love the questions he asked because he's saying, I wanna know how life works. I wanna know what I can learn from this person next to me. It was a very, very, um, for me, it was impacting. I'm, I'm hopefully for him, it was also just learning about that. Because uh, here's the truth, guys, and John Acuff says it. He says, starting is fun, but the future belongs to finishers. Starting's fun. The year starting 2020 is off. It's like a new year, new start. It's great. But you know who's gonna, who the year's gonna belong to? The ones who finish strong, not the ones who start strong. We can all start things. It's about finishing. So know what God's asking you to do. What's that path? What's the aim that God has for your life? Second, choose people in your life to influence you. Ask more questions. Begin to search for those. Uh, because I guarantee that if, if the things that you'll be successful in, it's because you found a mentor, you found somebody to help you along the right way. Um, I don't know if you ever think about this. Professional athletes, right? They're really, really, really good. But they have people in their life called coaches who can't do what they do as good as them, but they can still help them, right? And the athletes that get coaching get better through the years. And the athletes that ignore coaching, what happens to them? They don't improve, they get stuck, and eventually they begin to get worse and worse, they get taken off the team. Professional athletes who are really good at what they do, they still get coaching. Shouldn't we learn something from that and say, if I'm gonna be the best I can be, why don't I get coaching? Why don't I reach out and ask, ask for help? Why don't I become, so we always pray for that, and then why don't you become that person for others? I guarantee you there's classmates in your, in your school, there's family members who need God, and you might be the one that God wants to use to be able to love them and help them experience God's goodness. And the benefit of following God and being influenced by him is not just for our own benefit, but it benefits all of the people that we impact in this life for good or for bad. Would you choose to say, God, I say yes to you. Help me to finish strong. I want the future to belong to me, so I choose to finish strong. One, by knowing what you're asking me to do. Two, by getting people around me that can help me on this journey to accomplish that. Let me pray for you guys tonight, all right? God, we're so grateful for this opportunity to come and just talk about your word. God, it is, it is such a gift to us that we can use to encourage us and help us. God, I, I'm so grateful, Lord God, that when I read your word, God, the words there, they, they encourage me, they fill me up with energy and strength, with ideas, Lord God, that are not my own, that help me to understand how life works with wisdom and insight. It's such a gift you've given us, God. It's the Holy Spirit, God, thank you for giving us your, your friend, Lord God, you're the comforter. 
Lord God, our help, Lord God, our teacher, Lord God, to help us know how to live life. We're off track to get us back on track. What a gift you've given us, God. Help us to be sensitive to what you're saying to us. God, I pray for every student here today that you would you open their heart to you a little bit more today. Lord God, I pray for 2020 to be the greatest year of their life. God, that they would be thinking more about the goals and the path that you're calling them to this year. And they wouldn't miss the opportunity to serve you and to serve the people around them so they can make the greatest difference. God, I pray that this year would be an incredible year for MOVE Student Ministry. God, that you would use this group of students, Lord God, to make an impact in their community, in their schools, in their family, God, in this church. God, I thank you for this amazing church, Lord God, that's a light to this world that so desperately needs it. God, you're the hope that we all look for. Help us to spread it to others, Lord. So today I pray, Lord God, help us to finish strong. We invite you in this time, speak to us, lead us, move in this place, God, move in us, move in our lives. In Jesus' name.